welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. Hello, hello. On today's episode, we have R&B singer and songwriter Jordana join us for a conversation about the fluidity of our identity. Together, we talk about analysis paralysis, shifting our negative internal dialogue, and how the internet has shaped our desires for romantic relationships. Oh, it was such a treat to get to talk to Jordana. I connected with her on so many different levels of wanting, so deeply wanting the answers to all these questions and dreaming of complete freedom in our life and trying to figure out what the heck does that even mean and how do we go about it and just, uh, the amount of questions that she has is very similar to the amount floating around in my own brain. So it was such a fun time to get just bounce ideas off of one another and y'all, I think you're all going to really enjoy the different caverns of our mind that we explore in today's episode. So tune in. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dude, it's so fucking cold outside. What the hell? Have you gone outside yet? No, I've been awake for about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's super fair. Same. Like, you know, cheers to morning coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like... I know, I woke up at 9.30, I was like, I gotta get myself out of bed for this conversation. <laughs> yes, same, oh, I just did, like, a, uh, I can't even think of the word because I need to drink my coffee, but take a, compact, <laughs> a compact morning, I, like, scarfed down a yogurt, put on mascara, and was like, alright, I got this. I got this, I'm adulting, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, totally well, fine. it's hard, I feel like after the holidays, like, I don't know what you're doing, but for me, like, I get out of my whole routine, I'm, like, you know, oh, going yeah. to bed at 2 a.m., waking up at 10.30, yeah. like, I don't have yeah. an adult life to stick to. <laughs> yeah, but you're in school, right? Yeah. We get a little break, so, like, I've been off for two and a half, three weeks now, and then I start again next Monday. Oh, my God. Oh. I honestly have been relating it to birth more so, where I'm just like, I'm about to go through labor of 15 weeks. Yeah. And it's going to hurt, and I'm going to push it out, and we're just going to keep going. Yeah. How many classes are you taking? Oh, it's full time, so it's, it's five classes. So, like, apart from this podcast that I run, I've been working a job full-time. Yeah, I know. Oh which has been God. crazy, 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 crazy. So, but that ends at this the end of this month. So, I'll actually probably for the first time feel like I can breathe a little bit, which is going to be good. really good. Yeah, yeah, my sister is in grad school, and she was doing the same thing, like, full-time school, full-time job, and she just dropped down to part-time both, and, like, her whole life is so much better. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Props to you for doing full-time both, though. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I had one of those moments more recently just, like, reflecting on the new year where I was like, 
shit, I need to play more. Like, I am just working, 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 and I need to just stop doing things for productivity and just play a little bit. Yes, I know. That is, like, my whole MO for 2022 is just playtime. Yeah. I want to hear about it. Great. I mean, I have no money, and that (laughs) that, that is becoming a concern, but I am a lot happier already. But anyway, I don't know where where we should start or what what you want to start on. Okay. (laughs) Do you see this? This happens every recording. My cat is possessive. She, like... There was no nail in that tap, but the fact that I'm diverting my energy to you and not to her right now, she's like, hey. <laughs> oh my I gosh. Know. I understand. I see you. I think it's because I wasn't here last night, so I just got home to do this. And so she's like, yo, you have been gone. Yeah. We're going to just like sleep along. Okay, bye, child. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yes. And oh my gosh, actually, I'm going to tell you a weird dream. Ooh, like, I am. A recurring dream I have that you just reminded me of that maybe you can dissect because you're in school for like um... I'm taking notes. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, I have. I think it's probably a bad sign. I have a recurring dream that um, <laughs> that I forget I have a pet and hmm. that I I haven't like walked or I haven't fed the pet in mm-hmm. like years and the dream is that I'm like out and about living my life and I remember that I have like a dog and that the dog has been home for like weeks and I haven't Aww. been there wow. isn't that really bad and what does that mean uh, okay well one I don't necessarily believe in dream analysis <laughs> just like full presence here at least currently maybe I'll change my mind the more I go into it but like how I mean, how often are you having this dream? Like, is this every night? No, but I would say, like, at, at least once a month. Damn. Interesting. Has this happened in your past that you forgot to take care of a pet? And, like... <laughs> no. What do you like, think it's related to? I think it's it's got to be related. Well, now I'm very self-conscious that you don't believe in dream enough. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I am not going to dissect you and be like, because you have this, this means that this is what's wrong. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay, well, I, I feel like it must be about some part of me, right, that I'm ignoring. Okay, tell me more. What do you think? I'm here for it. We're th- it's therapy hour. Let's go. This is great. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've been out of therapy for like two years. So this is just, I'm just falling into rhythm with you. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of inner child work in the last okay. year. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's been about that, but I've had this dream for literal years. It keeps mm-hmm. coming back. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm probably just ignoring something that's like asking for my attention and I'm ignoring mm. it. So I'm not sure what that means. Anyway, it's 1037 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> this oh. is where my head's at. And I'm with you. What, like, what makes you think that? Is this something that you typically do where like you kind of like easily forget aspects of yourself that need nurturing? You, wow, this, <laughs> this is really... Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I, I know it's very exposed, right? I'm totally with you. This happens to me all the time where it's like, you, yeah, you're always like checking in with yourself. Like, did I forget to do this aspect of self-care and like to process here? And there's always so many pieces yeah. where you're like, am I taking care of myself? And just like constant dialogue, which I feel like a lot of 
artistic, creative people kind of exist in this space. We're constantly digesting and reflecting. And part of that is the creative energy. And so like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I think actually when, when you start to say pieces of self-care, taking care of yourself, I'm not even sure that it's that so much as it is. I feel like I have a lot of different roles that I play throughout my life. Um, as well, just like identity roles. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and sometimes I'll just like pick one and that's who I am for a while. Yes. And then I feel like, oh, but what about all these other parts of me? So it's not so, well, maybe that is self-care, but it's not so much like, oh, am I, well, maybe it is self-care. Maybe I, maybe it is self-care. But for me, I'm thinking it's more about like these identities and roles I play, Mm -hmm. um, which has been like a huge topic for me in the last year of my life. Yeah. I am so ready for this conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am totally with you. All these different identity pieces and trying to Mm -hmm. kind of like fit them into our holistic understanding of self and understanding that we play different roles with different costumes different dialects different expectations of how you show up in a space I I especially feel that in jobs you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. showing up here is different than how I show up you know maybe with my family or in a workspace and all these different things Mm -hmm. that you kind of have to keep up in your head of like how do I show up here versus here and which one of these is really me yes so this is like a huge issue throughout my life because I'm not a good employee. Like hands down, I'm a I am a bad employee, and it's like it's totally hilarious to me. Okay, it's yeah. not funny to every employer I've ever had. Sure, sure. Um, and frankly, one of my goals for this new year is to I want to get some grants. Like I think that I am destined to like require funding to be who I am. Like I don't think I fit in an em- employer employee position like I don't sure. I know I don't I'm not a good mm-hmm. employee I will just not go to work when I don't want to go <laughs> like I will show up to work not in the right attire I will yeah. just be a bad employee and like this has been a pattern throughout my whole life I have friends who I've met through work and they're all like you're a terrible employee <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just um the truth because I have a hard time filling a role that is so inauthentic to me you know I just oh, I don't want to oh, do yeah. it yeah no I, I know. don't want to do it <laughs> I know I agree so question then is like why do we have to blunt who we are to show up in these spaces like why are we even making that step I mean I get like the logistics of like showing up on time right and these Mm -hmm. sort of things that you have to comply with but like the other aspects of being our authentic self in these spaces why can't we do that I think lots of people can I think as an artist though there's not a job that you have to go to that where you're not in charge that is going to be authentic to you at, mm-hmm. at least for me I don't know if I'm wording that in a way no that's, I'm with you I'm with you um, like you need that direction to be the director kind of energy. yeah I don't want I don't want to be like a cog in the machine <laughs> yeah no I'm with you like yes even when I see where I currently work, dear God, I, my boss won't find this, but no, um, no. <laughs> where I currently work is an event space. And it's the job I've had for the longest because 
technically I'm a freelancer. Um, like okay. I can say no to an event if I don't want to work it. I'm That's a manager nice. there. And um, yeah, I'm basically, I manage the space and I help people find what they need. And it's, it's actually a great job and I need to, I should probably not lose this job. <laughs> but um, <laughs> It it gives me some freedom there. Mm-hmm. However, it's still like I'm a cog in the sheet. Like I'm, it just mm-hmm. feels so fake. It just feels fake a lot of the time. And yeah, I really want to hear more about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I'm I'm on my own journey of life that I'm connecting with you. So I, I, I've been watching the Grateful Dead documentary on the, I think it's Strange oh. Long Strange Road something. Do you know? Okay. Have you like looked into the culture of the Grateful Dead? No. Yeah. So I I didn't know much about this era either, but I've been um, one of my partners is really into it, and so I've been okay. like learning through it with them. And my God, you should watch this documentary. As I'm like watching it, they were just like. Yeah, we didn't want to do anything other than play music, and so we did acid all day and then just rode around the country, and and basically we're kind of poor, but built this little family and just traveled around and never had to work a day in our lives. Like, your energy is just, like, reminding me of this, where it's just like, we don't want to do it. We don't want to be a cog in the system. We just want to play good music and live our lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I need to watch that documentary. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll feel much more like put together than what they're doing, which was like every night acid on stage. I'm not even kidding. They were like to go up on stage, you had to take a drink of the bottle that was full of acid oh. and go up. Yeah, it is full and like they did it. They live. Okay. All right, I'm going to watch that. I'm heavily influenced by, like, documentaries and inspiring yeah. journeys like that, so yeah. I will do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess, I don't know. So you've probably seen, like, my Instagram, right? And then Nexus J recommended me sure. for this. I, yeah, I didn't really look at your Instagram too much, but. That's great. Wait, yeah, yeah. I, personally, I love that. And yeah. I, I'll just fill you in just briefly for the last year of my life to give some yeah, do context it. Do it. about yes. where I'm coming from. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I also love that we're both chugging coffee during this. Trying to wake up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the one who forced us to do it at this time. Because you did. I, I know, you did. And, <laughs> and I, because my thought process was, okay, first week of the new year, like, I want to get up. And so yes. it, it did force me to get up. <laughs> it did force me to get up as well. So good morning. <laughs> but um, it's just funny. Like, I started with a dream analysis and now oh. we're here. No, this this is the journey of this podcast we can go wherever you want to go baby we are good (laughs) all right great okay so the last year of my life um Mm -hmm. i guess last two years i'll do a brief synopsis starting with you know the march 2020 lockdown um yeah yeah prior yeah (laughs) um prior to that i was doing really well in my music career um Mm -hmm. I'm like an R&B singer-songwriter. I had just played House of Blues, Lincoln Hall, and Empty Bottle. Like, I was Damn. I was hitting them, and I was like, sick, yeah. this summer I'm going to tour. Like, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to tour. And then March came, and obviously we all went into lockdown. Yeah. And I was shocked because mm. I was relieved. Like, I was really relieved when – lockdown hit and then like all my shows got canceled yeah and all of a sudden I was just overcome with like a sigh of relief Mm -hmm. and I 
I was like surprised at my own reaction mm-hmm. um, and was like, okay, go ahead. I was just going to ask. Yeah. Or you can keep going. Just what do you, what was that feeling? Why do you think you had that? Well, shows. Yeah. This is still like difficult for me um, to think about. It's not difficult. I know why, um, but it's just kind of upsetting for me to think about. And I'm sure we'll talk about this is that mm. like, as I've gained more, quote unquote recognition like I'm Mm -hmm. you know not a famous person but I do well you know and um the more stakes involved in the shows like oh it's sold out or people paid a lot of money to be here or um don't fuck this up because everyone's looking at you um like the more stressful it was all getting and I think that's part of it you know that's part of being a musician um Mm -hmm. like the stakes do get higher but I think I just I wasn't handling it well and it was like taking a lot out of me mm. every show. But I think that was something I was ignoring for sure because I was like, yeah, but I want to be a successful musician. So I just got to keep mm-hmm. going. But so when everything got canceled, I was really relieved. And But I, at the same time, um, I've been performing original music since I was like 14. I used to play on side. I'm from Philadelphia, so I used to play like on the sidewalk in Philly when I was a kid Mm -hmm. with like a guitar case open. Then I was in a band in high school, moved to Chicago. I was in a punk band. Now I make R&B. Like I've always been performing music. So when everything was canceled, I was truly like, oh shit, I don't think I'm a person. Like I don't think I'm actually like a human who like does things besides perform music. Mm -hmm. I think that was a real, real, real real genuine thought like truly felt like oh no I don't have any other character traits I don't like Mm. I don't have well the scariest feeling was like do I have friends that like me if I'm not a musician you know which I do of course Nexus J being one of them Um, but uh just like real like an identity crisis honestly Mm. this is bringing Mm -hmm. me to a point so um so I experience all these things and I start researching the only thing I know that I like just as much as making music is I had gone hiking in Colorado a couple times and really like fell in love like I had it was the first time I saw mountains I was like oh my god this is amazing so I started researching uh solo women who go hiking alone fuck yeah like fuck yeah and I was just Looking into all of that, long story short, I stumble across a YouTube vlogger who did the Appalachian Trail. Oh, oh yeah. My partner literally did that, so this is Okay, well, here we go. Okay, yep. all right. So I just did it for three months. I just did a section. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, okay, so that's where this is going. So I find this YouTube video, and I'm like, okay, I've never even heard of the AT. Like, this is really interesting. I deep dive. Wait, I also should know who – did your partner just do it? Uh, no, he did it when he was 26, so he, oh, like, like, 10 years ago. Okay, okay. Seven months, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I went out to do, but, like, all right, so, long story <laughs> short, I, I see this video, I'm like, I want to do that, like, I'm going to do that. I pack up my entire apartment, put it in a storage unit here in Chicago, um, over, you know, some time. I had never even camped before. Like, I had gone I hiking. I this for yeah. you. <laughs> never camped, but I'm going. <laughs> yeah, never even camped. I just started researching like crazy. I was Ooh. like, 
getting unemployment checks and spending the unemployment on backpacking gear, selling my shit, and like going out to the suburbs of Chicago and hiking alone and just getting used to it. I like drove out to Starve Rock, went camping by myself, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Put everything in storage. And then this past March, I like went down to Georgia. My friends dropped me off at the start of the Appalachian Trail. And the plan was to do the whole thing. But um, I did 735 miles, which is still a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, I walked from Georgia to Virginia just to fucking see. Literally just to fucking see wh- how I would handle it. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was um, searching for some identity. I came back here in June and um, it's been fucking insane. I'm, I'm rambling a lot because a lot no, has happened. Um, no, it's good. You're rambling good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a fucking whirlwind since I've been back. And now, now I'm just trying to make some decisions. Okay, so you came back in July <laughs> of this year. Yes, yeah. So it's only been, what, like uh, math, six, seven months? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's huge, though, to go on a trip like that, having never camped, to go yeah. for, you said, three months? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time. Like, I went alone, you know? Exactly. And, like, was just hoping for that I'd figure it out. And I, I did. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so a couple questions. Yeah. Going alone, what was that like? I mean, I yeah. that's a journey in and of itself to spend so much time with your internal thoughts out yeah. in nature specifically where there are no other distractions. I don't know yeah. if you had cell phone service during that time. You know, that yeah. all plays into like what that experience is like. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people attempt the AT every year. So there are a lot of people out there. Yeah, I'm sure you know through your one of your partners. But um, mm-hmm. so there were plenty of people wherever I camped. I'd say I camped alone like three to four times the whole trail. Okay. Otherwise, there are always people around. But while actually hiking, you're very much alone. I handled it by, honestly, I was listening to music like 24-7. Yep. I knew people out there who were who like were not using headphones at all so just hiking with their thoughts and I'm like those are crazy people I would would try to do it and I would last like 20 minutes because the trail is hard if it was just a walk if you were just like walking it would be fine but you are like climbing mountains like and oftentimes rock climbing with like a backpack on so it wasn't like oh I'm just strolling along it was like I needed music to hype me up to like keep climbing the mountains sure Um, but yeah the 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 alone part was very much I don't know I think I'm still dissecting it in a lot of ways which makes sense yeah yeah it's like a huge change yeah, literally every day. I actually just messaged one of my friends from trail last night that I feel like every day I'm still realizing ways that it's changed me. Yeah, tell um, me. Well, last night specifically, I think I just realized there's so many different ways of living now that I'm just like, okay, why are we all doing this one thing? Which brings us back to I should watch the Grateful Dead documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that's what brought me here. So I'm like, damn, that seems like kind of what I was thinking. Um Mm-hmm. But like I, I have all the equipment. Like I could go live in the woods right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. 
and I'm paying like $900 for the studio apartment every month. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> it's comfortable, right? Yeah, and and I'm sure there's other reasons. I'm sure you have friends here that yeah, family, yeah. community, and yeah. those pieces. Yeah, I mean, the big reason I came back was the community. Like, I missed mm-hmm. my community of artists because right. there's a lot of different people on the trail, um, but I didn't, like, quite fit in with those people, Yeah, I felt. So I love my community of artists. I love making music. Like, after this, I'm going to the studio. Like, what a fucking gift. Like, I can go yeah. to the studio and make music today. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, like, I screen print. And, like, I have access to a screen printing studio here. Like, there's all these perks. So I'll probably live in Chicago until I die. But <laughs> I'm just, like, yes. I don't know. There's, there's also a whole world out there. And I would see oh, how, yeah. like, people in these small towns live like off the trail and I'm like oh you you seem happy but maybe they're not I don't know I don't know I no no I'm with you in the same thought of like do you want to stay in Chicago for the rest of your life knowing that there's an immense world out there of different lives different different paces different things and how that changes you but it's also yeah so hard because you don't want to leave Chicago knowing that everything is here and I love yeah. that freedom. Even if I don't partake in all of the different avenues of adventure here, I love knowing that if I wanted to, I could find it in the city and do it. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't know either. If I, I think I'm going to be in the same boat where I stay here till I die sort of thing and travel <laughs> yeah. out into the world and kind of yeah. – if I want to go on the Appalachian Trail, I'll fly out there and do that and come back to my little studio here and kind of live that life. But yeah. I, I, I do feel you have this sense of restlessness, of not wanting to be a part of the machine and the cog and wanting to live yeah. your life freely and do the things that you want to do and like feeling that pull between the stability of here – Versus the freedom and, yeah, the instability that that kind of requires. It's a really delicate balance. Yes, and I'm, yeah, most recently in the last month, I'm very torn. Like, I really love my little apartment here. Mm -hmm. Like, I moved in here in October. But, yeah, I keep thinking about, like, the whole world out there. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, and then if, like, what is the world, right? So is it America for you? And then beyond that, it's like there's a whole other continents that you could spend your whole life exploring. I mean, at some point, we have to also recognize, like, what is within our life's existence, you know what I mean? Because there's so many experiences. Exactly. There's so many – it's (laughs) – we can't do it all. You know what I mean? Like, I can't – there was a time when I was an English major and I wanted to read every single book, and it's like, that is not possible – exploring every single trail is not possible you know what I mean yeah we have such a short life to live but like in that short life when it's not promised at all like how do we make sure that we are constantly working towards that goal that we want to be yeah whatever that is for you well I was just gonna say yeah well you have to pick a goal I feel exactly yes And I feel like my most recent goal is that I just want to be living, like, as creatively and, like, as an artist, like, through and through as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think that means? I was just going to say, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I think think that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Sure, sure. Because I can stay in Chicago and, like, continue to expand my practice, which is what I've been doing since I've been back from the trail, like really expanding my my world as an artist, 
But like one of my best friends moved to Berlin a couple yeah. years ago, like in Germany, yeah. and they're just fucking around in Berlin, just like living so large, like making out with people all the time, making weird art. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay, that's an option. Like, sure. Yeah, it is. I, I, there's benefits to all of it. There's benefits to staying in Chicago and like honing your craft in the community mm-hmm. that you're part of. Mm-hmm. But what about the whole world? I don't know. Yo, I don't know. What are, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think about your friend in Berlin and I wonder, like, yes, that is the life you see of them doing all that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, like, what are the downsides? Like, do they miss their family? Do they miss their community, yeah. these other pieces? And it's like, I feel like life is never that, like, I, it's cheesy shit right like the grass is always greener on the other side versus the grass is green where you water kind of stuff where it's just yeah. like no matter what you choose in this life there's going to be pros and cons and it's just a choice yeah. of which pro and con do you want because there's so many pros to staying here a ton of pros to going there but there are cons in both ways yeah you're right i've heard <laughs> the talk about like monogamous versus non-monogamous relationships in the same way where it's like there's a ton of beauty to monogamy and there's also a ton of shit that you have to deal with and on the flip side non-monogamy the same thing you know like jealousy other pieces but you also get the joy of you know abundance and whatever whatnot it's like you kind of got to pick and choose what pros and cons resonate with you knowing that there is never going to be a perfect option yeah and life is just a crapshoot beyond that like right like um, yeah some advice that um, my mom received from this older lady when she was like at the end of her life is just kind of like it's a crapshoot you don't know and you'll never know if you made the right decision you just keep kind of living jesus christ yeah i know right (laughs) But 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 that's it right and i feel like I connect so much with artists, especially from, like, the Grateful Dead 70s time, like, listening to them talk about this, they're all these, like, psychedelic hippies just kind of saying, you just live your life for today. You know what I mean? Mm, and, like, kind yeah. of, yeah, how do you ride that living for today, working for goals, but staying present, and, like, all these different things? It's such a dance, I feel like. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know I'm, what I'm, just... I'm gonna do in my life <laughs> is what I'm saying. I, I I'm try I am becoming a psychologist. I have that in my like, you know, whatever three and a half year plan. Beyond that, I'd love to be a great podcaster so I could have some sort of dynamic freedom and have my own right. private practice so I can, you know, maybe see clients Wednesday, Thursday, you know, Tuesday and travel the rest of the time. Yeah. And go snowboarding right. and hiking and surfing and all of the life that I wanna live too. Yeah. So I am trying to get out of the system as well. Like, I want yeah. freedom yes. to create and to have the life. And, you know, I, I'm a writer. I, like, I want to write books. I want to do that sort yes. of stuff. I don't want to be locked into a system. But yeah, you can't escape capitalism completely. And if you do, then you live on a farm where you're with another structure where you need to yeah. make the, your substance to live. And then it's just another I thing know. you get locked into. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can't – You got. we got to pick and choose – what things we want in this life you're really you're talking to me like a therapist and i appreciate it because i don't have one. Oh, and i am just talking to myself like a therapist this is what i need to hear or constantly no, this is definitely what i need to hear but it's so funny i like my instinct is to just be like my my true instinct is to be like you're wrong we don't have to pick and choose like okay, I'm yeah. gonna be an artist you know yeah. like that is my instinct and that 
it, let's just circle back to that brings me back to being a bad employee because I'm just truly like, I'm so stubborn about mm-hmm. like what I believe in stubborn to a fault sometimes I think because I do believe you're right you know you're talking to me and I'm like you're totally right but I don't want I don't want to believe you you know sure 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 sure. (laughs) I think that's part of what makes you an artist yeah is this connection to yourself yeah yeah I definitely I know myself very well um yes and that's something like I value a lot. Like I know exactly. what I I want for the most part. Yeah, having just asked, like, what do I do with my life? <laughs> We're gonna ignore yeah. that part of the conversation. But like, I, I know what I, was, I want. I'm just gonna say, like, I know what I want, but like not right now. <laughs> sure. And that makes yeah. a ton of sense. Cause like all we can ever really project out to is is now. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. I have no idea where I will be in a month. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind yeah. of got a little bit of a frame of, like, life's kind of settled in this way. But, like, thinking about a year from now, like, I have no idea. Even in the yeah. last year, I've changed so much. And so, like, we can only really project out to, like, this small little narrow point. So I think, yeah, you have a great connection to yourself. <laughs> and what I think is part of, like, it's trying different things on. Like maybe mm-hmm. you go to the, the trail, right? And it, it feels mm-hmm. good for three months and you're like, I've got what I need. I have a good enough connection to myself that I know that and I'm going to leave now and try something else. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly what happened. I think I think when I say um, I know what I want, but not right now, like I used to know exactly what I wanted which was to be a touring musician like I had no doubt in my fucking mind like since I was 15 I was like yeah that's what I'm gonna do so that's what I was always working towards and then ever since March 2020 I'm like oh what if I want to do something else and Mm -hmm. now I'm like oh shit Um, but I love it go ahead I love that you're giving yourself that space that flexibility right to like to feel things on try things out and to yeah continue to check in with what resonates with you yeah I want to like push you a little bit on some reframes like why are you a bad employee and you talk about being stubborn (laughs) but maybe these things could also be described as you being extremely passionate Mm. I love it yeah (laughs) I love it yeah yeah, well, I think because a lot of a lot of who I am doesn't fit in the like capitalist machine, so I've been like trained to be like, oh, I'm a bad employee and I'm really stubborn instead mm-hmm. of like passionate and true to myself. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is something worth like Ooh. settling for like a moment just to like feel that. Like, yeah, who says you're because bad is a strong word. And language yeah. is very important. How you yeah. see yourself and your concept of self is shaped by your language of how you describe yourself. And so to say, oh, I'm a bad employee. Also, while mentioning that you're a manager, so I doubt you're that <laughs> bad of an employee. Maybe yeah. you just don't fit into these certain roles because your skills are better suited in others, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Nexus J is somebody who has, like, really um... – like hammered this on me about my language she's actually yeah, is the, that is that where i'm getting that from she is very into language yes yeah she we have like a really like beautiful friendship and she 
is like the first person to call me out on Mm -hmm. like self-talk things yeah like especially I grew up on the east coast like in a Jewish east coast family and like the way we all communicate is like self-deprecating humor which is like yeah which it's so funny you have that reaction because for me I'm like yes (laughs) that's my that's my blood like (laughs) yeah um so like I came to Chicago with that yeah there's a very specific moment where Nexus J and our friend Richie and I were in a in a car like having a good night like off some party and shit and I made a comment I don't even remember what the comment was but it was like a, a joke about myself yeah and both of them were like that's not funny like you shouldn't mm. you shouldn't talk about yourself like that and I was like oh but I'm just making a joke and they're like yeah but it's not funny like if yeah. you keep talking about yourself like that like you believe that about yourself yes and I was I in that moment I was really stubborn and I was like no, it was just a joke. Like, I'm just being funny. Yeah. But it has stuck with me for years. That was probably four years ago. And I think mm. about it all the time. Yeah, that was huge. It really makes you think, you know. Yeah. Before. Well, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I want to hear more. Like, how has that died? I mean, four years is a long time to sit with that piece there and to reflect further and change how you communicate to yourself could you say more on you know like what has that internal dialogue shift been like in the last four years I think it's it's definitely shifted a lot with help from my friends which is like an amazing thing to be able to say and one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I uh, feel so committed to Chicago is I do feel like a strong bond with chosen family here yes Um, yes like, the people who have really had a huge impact um, in the way I move through life are the mm-hmm. people here in Chicago. Yeah. So, for instance, one of my other friends gave me a tip from their therapist, which was to uh, write a journal entry like you're talking about someone you have a crush on. But Ooh. it's but, but you're talking about yourself. So you literally write, like, I have such a huge crush on Jordana. And then talk <gasps> about all, all the things you love about them yeah and so it's like little things like that that honestly my friends have encouraged me to do so like I remember doing that exercise that was probably a year ago and I it was like really hard for me to do at first yeah. I was like no 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 exactly that. exactly yeah. like I don't need this shit what is this <laughs> yeah but then I did it and it's like oh my god like crying just being oh. like wow I am a really special person who like yeah. deserves to be loved you know yes and um just I, yeah I think I've surrounded myself with people actually yeah I would say the biggest change is like I've cut out some people in my life who I think encouraged that self-deprecating like yes hate on yourself behavior um mm. and I've like, just surrounded myself with people who are like really encouraging yeah and that seems like it would be really hard knowing that your family has a energy, a dynamic where that self-deprecating humor is really present and to want to also cut those energies out of your life. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> are you doing? Yeah. yeah, that is that is correct. Both my sister and I are like heavily therapized and working on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I would definitely say our family – yeah has had a big effect impact on that yeah Yeah. Mm. that's what I'll say on that is but I yeah my sister and I are very close and like are very aware Mm -hmm. of how 
uh, fucked up we are, for sure. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait, but I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be quiet <laughs> until you realize what you just did. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're both working on, like, loving ourselves more, for sure. Yes, there we go, there we go, there we go. I know, because I'm hearing this, this journey of self-love, right? Mm-hmm. This maybe coming from the space of growing up in a family where it was self-deprecating and that's how you found community through that language of kind of hating on yourself and having this journey part of it being going out to the Appalachian Trail having that alone time asking yourself can I even do this and having that moment of pushing yourself into that with bravery and curiosity about yourself and learning to love yourself through that which part of that has also been creating a community around you of support Mm -hmm. of people that see you in the best way possible which makes you come into the best light possible yeah okay all right i'm gonna tell you the big the big takeaway that i just realized in the last week about um, the trails impact on me which is i went out there being like who am i when i'm not a performer yada 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 when i came back to chicago i was very excited to perform again because like clubs were opening up again i was very excited um i did one performance at cafe mustache and um I had like a panic attack after and I actually I had a panic attack and then I participated in some like very self-destructive behavior Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and haven't performed since um and realized that maybe performing isn't exactly what I want and I just realized in the last week by going through some videos from trail where like every video on trail, I keep saying like, I'm so proud of myself. Like, I can't believe I did this. I'm so proud of myself. And I really, really think for the last like 10 years of my life, I've been performing and making music to like get that validation from other people that like I'm doing well. You know, people are like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing. But like, I never really felt it myself that I was like proud until I went out on trail and I couldn't believe what I was doing I was so Mm. proud of myself like like it's the greatest thing I've done in my life and like I come back I perform I'm like oh I don't really care what if these people are proud of me like I don't really feel proud of what I just did like Mm. because I've found like a whole new way to like value myself and find my worth through something other than performing. So I would say that's like my big <laughs> takeaway from huge. the trail. That's yeah, huge. That's huge. It is. And now it's like, okay, so where do I go from here? I don't know. Sure. But I am like so proud and like happy with what I've done in the last yes, year. Yes, you should be. Deal. Yeah. Yes, and that's a great place to feel that connection to yourself and to be so proud. Yeah, of something like not related to my work or my art. Like it's truly just yes. like me. Yes, because it's something that you did for yourself, not necessarily for the external validation or the praise of other people. It's something that you went off and did on your own. Yes, exactly. For yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I think when you think about what it means to be touring and to be an artist and all these other things, it's like at what point would you ever reach the I've done enough? You wouldn't. Yeah. There's not like a – I. I did enough. Exactly, right? I mean, and um, Taylor Swift's documentary. Oh, I love watching artist <laughs> documentaries. It's just so interesting awesome, to see yeah. them. Yeah, like in Miss Americana, she talks a lot about that. Like at what point would she have enough fans that she felt like she did enough? And I think that's an important question, right? It's like mm-hmm. you're here at this point. You have a fan base. Is this enough? 
at what point do you need this much external validation for someone to look at you and be like, you have made it rather than recognizing that that's never going to happen. It's only going to be ever what we view as enough. Right. And so for you in that moment, it was doing the trail and that like gave you that feeling. And so checking in with yourself of like, what is going to make me feel like I've done enough? Right. Oh, that's a good question. I have the same question about the podcast, right? Like as the podcast Mm. continues to grow and get a deeper following, I'm like, when will I feel like I have made it as a Mm. podcaster? And yeah, where do I draw that arbitrary line of like what it is? And I don't know. I try to tell myself if I have one listener per episode, that's enough. It's enough. If I've changed a life, someone's listened and tuned in and heard thoughts and ideas and it's Mm -hmm. changed other people. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at your podcast page on Spotify this morning and yeah. like you do this every week. I do do this every week. Yeah. That you should. I know I hate when people are like you should be proud, but like you should be proud because that's hard. Like the commitment to do it Thank every you. week. Like Thank a lot of people you. start podcasts and just give up. Yeah. Like you, you're you. doing an amazing job. And I was listening to a couple different episodes and I was like, this is awesome. Like really well Thank done. Thank you. That's yeah. really, I, I need to hear that because I hit these spaces where I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Like, is this good? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and like, I yeah. constantly battle that same anxiety all the time where I'm like, was that conversation even worthy of sharing? Oh, and then my I get, God. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing that you you having a panic attack on stage, right? Yeah. It's that same thing where we're just constantly like is this enough? Is this good enough? And like, it's the struggle, I think, of being an artist of putting something out there, which involves a level of external validation, but trying to pull that validation back inward. And what a mess that is. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're both just like, we're fucked. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Something just popped into my head that I'm curious if you saw. Also, yeah. yeah, Do we, is there a direction we need to go with this? Nope. We're thriving. This is a great episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Did you watch Bo Burnham's Inside? Yes. And this is me. Yes. 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 That moment when he's staring at the computer with the knife. And watching oh myself, and you're just like, is he gonna yeah. kill himself now? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That okay. So when I got home from trail, which uh, I'm trying to not keep talking about trail, but it I is love very it. It's relevant. Like Post trail, before trail, you've got your own little. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is yes. fair. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's like yes, it's very real. Um, yes, yeah. But when I came back. I actually was just coming back on a break. I said I was gonna go back, and then oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah when, but I came back, and I was like, "Oh no, I love my people, and I need to be here." Um, uh-huh. but I was staying with my friend, and that inside had just come out like a few weeks earlier or something. She was like, "You need to watch this," yes. and I we watched it, and it fucked me up in a really good yes. way. I was like, "Yes, this is like I felt so seen." Yep, 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 and. I don't even know why I felt inclined to bring it up. I guess just because I feel like, yeah, as creators and like maybe creators with perhaps mental health issues, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yes, know I will you. say that is me. Hi. <laughs> I know it's me. Um, like that special was so powerful, I feel like. Yes. Yes. And I, 
yes, I think this is a part of the creativeness. It, and it has to be to some degree, right? We're constantly trying to be better. And being better is within our own thoughts because you use our thoughts to create things. So we're constantly thinking about our thoughts like, is this a good enough one? Is this a good enough right. one? And that process yeah. can create mental illness. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And think about the years of artists that we see struggle with mental illness, right? So many alcoholics, suicide, yeah. all these different things because that is our internal headspace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Like constantly like self-critical, judging yes. what's good. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean – like, I, I record a lot of my vocals at home, and I'll do, like, 70 takes on, like, Oof. one line. Just being Oof. like, nope, not good enough. Do it again. Do it again. Oof. And then, like, <laughs> first of all, you got it on the first one. Like, you got to yeah, just leave it. For sure. Um, but it's, like, what an insane thing. I think I tweeted once, like, oh, I just spent an hour editing my own voice. Actually, you probably do that with the podcast, right? What a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. What a fucking nightmare. Can we just uh -huh. talk about that for a second? Because I go into the space where I look and I'm like, oh, you stuttered. You're dumb. You know what I mean? Or, oh, uh -huh. you said this and that was not coherent. Or uh -huh. so many different things that I can just like talk about anxiety brain. It, it It's literally just a conversation in my thoughts. So I can just rip it apart. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. So much so that even like what I usually do is record this conversation go back and edit another one. So I'll re-record this in maybe a couple of weeks. And in between mm. that time from what we do right now and in between there, I have created an internal sense of what this <laughs> conversation is like, whether it was good and whether oh. I like it or not. And I start to get to this point where I'm like, you, it probably sucked. You know what I mean? Like you didn't do yeah. that one well. And especially yeah. if I'm talking about difficult topics like race or like mm -hmm. disability and other things, then I get in the space where I'm like, oh my God, you you failed. And then I go back yeah. and it's really not that bad. But like my brain has just constructed a whole different narrative. Of course. Yeah. 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 Like worst yes. case scenario. Yes. It's so natural to just be like, this is the worst case scenario. It happened. Which but, is why mm. I do psychedelics and come back to the Grateful Dead who are just like, <laughs> fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let go a little bit. I am, I'm life. currently, I'm trying to decide. I'm, I keep flip-flopping between like, maybe sobriety is where it's at versus like, no, we should do drugs and drink all the time. I like, what? And I don't know that there's an answer. I think there is, but yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Balance. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's the rational answer. Not, yeah. the, not that you gotta pick one or the other. Well, 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 let's talk about this. Okay. So, as we drink our morning coffee, mm -hmm. drug. I've been drugged yeah. all day. Right? Just already that. Like my... Uh, I think it's Michael Pollan who... I don't know what doctorate he has, but he studies various things and did... Um, studies on different drugs, including caffeine, and tried to mm. cut out caffeine for three months just to see what his brain state was like to go back. And he said it was the worst thing that he's ever done, like psychologically, and the amount of urges that he had to have coffee, and it was so strong. And I think people forget, like, this is oh coffee God. is a psychotropic substance that changes how we think. And yeah. forget your conversation, should we do drugs every day? It's like, you're already doing it, and I do it every single day, drinking yeah. the capitalistic juice of America. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then let's take that a step further. Like, I take a antidepressant for my anxiety, 
There was another yeah. drug that I literally yeah. take every day that changes my bra- my brain space. So it's like, okay, so now if you throw in weed on top of that or alcohol or psychedelics and all this stuff, it's like, where do you draw the line of like, yeah. what is an okay drug to do every day and what is not an okay drug to do every day? And I think it's all about the balance of it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. And yeah, I can't let go of coffee, so I don't even know. I'm not even really that balanced. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do coffee every day. Yeah, I, I couldn't not. My friend just posted that, you know, like 2021 reflection that he um he quit alcohol and coffee. And I literally said, like, I'm hung up on the coffee part. Like, yes. I can't like I could see where I could stop drinking. Like, I don't need alcohol that much. But like yep. coffee. Yep. Like, I actually can't imagine. Mm hmm. So I guess I guess And when right. I stop having coffee I get like flu like symptoms. Like I full on have mm. an addiction. Like I don't I don't not have coffee and I recognize that and it's like, okay, is that bad or good? And then thinking about the antidepressant thing really kinda changes it for me because that's like I take that every day. Is that bad or good? And you just you know, it's it's hard yeah. because there's these social scripts that are gonna tell you that coffee every day is great and I think alcohol every day is bad because it can, you know, destroy your body and other things yeah. and destroy your ability to function in your day-to-day. And I think a lot of psychology comes back to this point where it's about your ability to function. So, like, yeah. a true diagnosis of, you know, an addiction would be that it is affecting your ability to function in multiple areas of life. Like, is it affecting your ability to do your job, your family, your mm-hmm. other things? And I think as long as you're keeping those things is not something to be concerned about. But once it starts to cross that line, we're not able to show up in relationships, your job, your other pieces, then we're starting to hit a point at which it's going down a different path. Yeah. So that's why I say balance. Like, it's, it's great to go play. You want to go have a psychedelic day? Great. Go have that. You want to get high and I go play, but still do your work and do other things and learning how to yeah. flow with that. Yeah. See, that's such a healthy mindset. My my brain is so inclined to just be like, pick one and do it yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. and so you're either like a dr- drug person or a sober sure. person. But you got, yeah, I like that. I'm going to... um. <laughs> gonna take a tip from you balance yeah. I like sure that. sure a couple things I'm thinking about as you're speaking is there's this really good book um from this other um doctorate person called drug use for grown-ups mm. really fascinating really fascinating had set out to study addiction in his uh community but then really understood that you know we got to take our lens a little bit further and like he does he's openly talks about how he does heroin and it's not necessarily a bad thing because he does it in different doses and continues to live his life like a healthy person and so it's just like heard of this guy wait what's his name do you know his name doctor i think it's hart carl hart Wait, yeah, that's that name sounds very yeah, Carl Hart. I've I've heard about this guy. Yes. Oh, cool. And I think it's just like we yeah, let's let's take a step back, span our perspectives of what it means to even use drugs or whatever some people consider medicine, you know, and different stuff. And I think there's a lot of narratives about things like even like heroin of like, oh my god, could you use that recreationally and be healthy? And right. a lot of people be like, obviously not. Oh my god, right? But I think yeah. that is a social narrative that we have been fed that that is bad drug versus how do you have a relationship with these things that are healthy, flexible, yeah. balanced? Yeah, yeah, it's complicated. 
because it Definitely. is dangerous. And then you get yeah. things like cocaine, right? And then you're talking about things that do have a very literal si- physiological addiction piece that you have to be very careful about. And I think like with anything, right, it's a, it's about balance, Mm-hmm. and being present with yourself and constantly kind of asking these questions of like, am, do I have a healthy relationship with this? And just like anything, right? Like, do I have a healthy yeah. relationship with this partner? Do I have a healthy relationship yeah. with my career and my music? Like, it's, it, it takes yeah. constant reflection to make sure that you're balanced in a way that aligns with your values and only you know what you want mm-hmm. with your life. Maybe. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, you have the ability to create it, right? And to try yeah. different things on and try different yeah. levels of different experiences of life and see what suits you because it is a crapshoot. And we're just going to mm-hmm. keep trying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. love that. I'm preaching now. <laughs> no, I really love it. I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow, you're really smart and well-read. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, my God. I'm, it's so I'm also thinking for you. I, have you read Walden? No. By Thoreau? No, I haven't. I haven't read much at all. Please okay, tell okay, me to okay, read. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you Do you know anything about it? Mm-mm. Okay. So Thoreau, like what? Like he's a. I don't even know. Uh, ignore me, but I'm going to tell you the beauty of the story. Please. I Walden, and I only recently picked it up myself because it's something I've been feeling as well too. Um, where basically he just says, you know what. I'm going to go live in the woods for a good chunk of time and reassess my life and see what I want to do and see what living really is. And so then he writes this story all about what it was like to just live alone in the middle of the woods and slow down and take a step away from society. And like, yeah, exactly. As you're speaking about all this, I'm just like, yeah. And so I read that in college and have been reconnecting to that idea of just like, yeah, taking a step back from external validation and living with nature and being connected to that. And as you're talking about the trail and this question of, like, who am I identity, I'm just like, ooh, this could be good for you to read. Oh, I should definitely. I literally, my goal for this year is to read one book. Like, I oh, don't, yeah. I, I'm a bad uh, reader. Really? No, I'm not. A, no, there's the language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't read a lot. <laughs> you haven't found a book that has spoken to you. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Right? There we go. Um, so I should try this, especially like a yeah. classic. Or if, you, or if you want, like look up a YouTube video that explains it in 20 <laughs> minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like that is also like if you're not going to – it is a book and like one of the chapters is all on growing beans. You know what I mean? And that is yeah. not like the epitome of Riveting. life. And, yeah, exactly. So like even yeah. if you watch the, you know – condensed version to get like these ideas and thoughts of these different writers and pieces like I I love that because I think we're all kind of in that same space as artists and having different ways to connect to it whether it be the music or the words of other people it kind of brings this intimacy where you never really feel alone to some degree Mm. because these same questions that what you're going through years of humans have gone through these same questions without answers definitely yeah and I think I'm I'm so determined to like find the answer when I same same yeah same yeah yeah like what is it like what do I do how do I achieve ultimate happiness and especially with some of these answers having really big consequences like like do I want to even have kids knowing how the scale of the universe yeah I know you're like no but like knowing this (laughs) here's my thing right I'm like no but also like I watched this documentary on black holes and just looking, yeah, I know, looking <laughs> at sure. this, 
yeah, the scale of the universe and the enormity of it. And the more that I travel and meet all these different humans that are just living completely independent lives, it can be so isolating. And to come back and be able to create a family of meaning sounds very nice in theory, but it's like, do I want to do that for the rest of my life? I don't know. Yeah, and that has a that's... big consequence. Yeah. You can't just you can't just decide that and back out if it doesn't feel right. No, I was just gonna say like, yeah, but if if you pick that, that is a commit. Like that's forever. Oh sure, that sure. is for your sure. forever for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, and I want to know the answer. Is that the right thing to do or not? In my head, I'm like, it's not. Don't do that. For sure. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, do not do that. Um, but I know. I mean, but for some people, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. It's not anytime soon for me. But, like, I, I feel that in that same energy where, like, I want to know the answer. Like, will this make me happy? I want to know now. Yeah. And it's really hard. And I, I think I'm telling this to myself that yeah. we don't know. And when it feels like the right thing to do, it will. And until then, I'm just living that today is a sunny day out in this cold winter tundra of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm having a great conversation with another fellow artist who asked the same questions that I do and I feel seen and validated and this yes. is as good as it's going to get, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really, yeah. I think the, you got to stay present, which easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a way to start the day. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here like listening to you I'm like wow she's so smart and I'm just like also I don't know your pronouns you. I'm so sorry no what there it is she okay. she heard okay. it yeah yeah um but yeah I was just thinking like wow what a just what a great way to start the day this is yeah. like a really great way to start the day yeah it is yeah I feel inspired I'm like what am I gonna go do now like, I want to hike a <laughs> yeah. mountain I want to get on the Appalachian Trail yeah. I'm jealous right. yeah <laughs> Anyways, so sorry, I'm kind of at a loss for words in this No, moment. that's good. That's a good space to be in, to feel like we've had so much that we've chewed on that has inspired us to want to think and reflect. Like, that's a sign of a great conversation, right? And, like, yeah. when when I go back to edit this and when you go back to listen to this, we'll, we'll do the same thing where we sit back and we're like, damn, like, I said some good things that I need to hear to myself. And that's constantly what I get from yeah. the podcast. Or it's just, like, self-advice that I need to hear. And I go back and get yeah. it for myself and it feels like such a fucking slap to the face you know what I mean when I, yeah. I hear myself say wisdom that I like need to hear and I'm like damn yeah <laughs> so it's it's a good place we, we've made a beautiful conversation I promise yeah okay good I'm glad is there anything that you feel like on your heart that you wanted to say I always like to leave that space open that you're like damn this is what I really wanted to say to people that I didn't really get a shot at you know if I was gonna say anything it's like just stay true to yourself and like I think if you're going to have a goal, like, have the goal to always be, like, as authentically you yes. as possible. Yes. And, like, don't try to be, like, popular on Instagram because I don't think – I don't think that's the most authentic way to exactly. live. And I do think it's easy to, like, want that right exactly. now. Yeah. Yeah. And having the flexibility to figure out what that means in this long, long journey of life. Yeah, and I think that when I listen back, I will be like, yeah, I should do that. I yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I need to hear that. We're constantly speaking to ourselves. One of the things I do ask everybody on this podcast is, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? Okay, first of all, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. <laughs> Some people hate it, and I totally get why they hate it. They don't actually hate it, but, like, I love Nexus J when she was on here. It was just kind of like, you know what? I want to push back on what it means to be normal. And I was like, uh, fuck yeah, push back. I yeah. am for it. You know what totally. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think um, I, like, love when I, like, realize something, quote, weird I do is, like, other people do it, too, you know? Exactly. And I think we all need to hear that. Like, I'm I'm tempted to say something that I wonder if is, like, very generic. Try me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> well, I've spent so much of my life worrying, well, A, just worrying, and B, worrying that I'm alone, even though mm. I have, like, great community around me and, like, people who love me. And I think just... yeah. That whole thing of, like, worrying that you're alone in this world is, like, maybe pretty normal. Yeah. You're probably very loved, even if just by one person or your dog or a cat or the barista that you see once a week that you tip or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Totally normal to fall down that hole. Mm. And I think, like, it's also easy to think, like, oh, I'm... I am so alone and, like, broken, but, like, you're not. And, Mm. like, you worrying about that is pretty normal, I think. I think, unfortunately, it's pretty normal for uh, for the human. Yes. There is this incredible aloneness that we will always feel. And I think part of that is the reality that we are alone in our thoughts. Mm. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we... We are social creatures. We have this slew of ideas just running across our head all day. And we have these moments where we find another human and we say, hey, these are the things going up here. Like, do you hear and see what I have up here? And to some degree, our communication and language allows us to have that. But the reality is you are alone up there. Like you are up in the space of the galaxy with no end in sight, right? And you are alone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to walk away from this conversation and, like, yeah, I'm alone in my head. There's only one person up there most of the time. (laughs) No one else can get up there. Yeah, and um, I think, like, that's so scary. And, like, we're all scared, (laughs) I think, you know, and I think it's normal. Yes, and that's the beauty of the human existence is when you meet that barista at the coffee shop and you Mm -hmm. wonder – Do they care about this as much as I do? And, you know, like, you can't really know, but they are just another human up there, desperately alone in their own galaxy of narratives and stuff. And that piece gives you a level of comfortability in connecting with other people in this lonely existence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some sort of, like, yeah, like, I don't even know what the words are for it, but, like, this pessimistic reality that brings you peace in it. Yeah. Wow, this is going to fuck me up just because I'm going to leave my house now and every person I see, I'm going to be like, oh, they're alone in their head. Like, we're all alone in our heads. I think that's some of the biggest beauty of what I'm experiencing as someone becoming a psychologist. Yeah. And hearing this and right and like getting the inside knowledge of having therapy with other people and hearing their heads and the thoughts that go through theirs and feeling that. I think that's why I like this question of what's normal is like, We all go through this. And so how can we lean out to connect with other people knowing that we're all in the same place of confusion, hurt, lostness, and trying to find meaning in this world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do think like that's 
why a lot of people make art. Like that's where yes. why people are artists is yes. to be like, oh my god, this is what's in my head. Is this also in your head, or does this make sense to you? Like it's exactly. a lot of it. At least for me, I think comes from this feeling of like feeling so alone and just like fucking praying to God that somebody relates. And so then putting it in the music or the paper. Exactly, exactly. And I was thinking about that same concept of art and what you make and kind of I was imagining myself as if I was uh, Will Smith on the I Am Legend, just like <laughs> saying out to the void, like, is anybody else out there? Like, I feel these thoughts. I have this, like, is anybody else out there feeling this? And like, that's kind of how I feel like art is, where you're just like looking into the void of humans in existence. Like, I'm feeling this. Are you feeling this? Like, yeah, we can only have that if we communicate it, whether it be through a conversation like this a song, you know, a piece of art. But in that, yes, I think we find such community because we are all just lost and confused and wanting love and a safe place to lay our head at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And another thing I'll say is I think a lot of the times I'll have this dream of like, oh, one day I'll have like a farm on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Sure. But I know that like I couldn't live without people like a community of course for this very reason like I'm already alone in my head like how am I gonna go be physically alone like we're not meant to be alone yeah at all not at all to be very clear we are social creatures whether that relationship if you were on a farm was with you know a dog or your cattle or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you've created these relationships with and then the community you, you we are not meant to live alone that is not yeah where we thrive and it's okay to recognize that there's a lot of western push that says you need to figure out who you are as an individual you need to figure out this you need to figure out book that is a very male patriarchal idea Mm. of what it means to be a human and a lot of feminist theory kind of expands that to say no we are who we are through our relationships with other people and that is how we find our concept of self i just got chills Ooh, yeah yeah yeah. relational theory i find it fascinating and someone used this really great uh metaphor the other day that i've been clinging on to we're all kind of like human disco balls you got all these mirrors right and so these people come into your lives and you reflect back to them what you see in them and you see yourself through how they see you and it depends on who's around you in that time i really like that yeah, I and that's why I think it's so, so, so important to be conscious of who's in your community because it portrays who yeah. you are back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah, when it comes back to that, like the way I grew up and the self-deprecation yep. and then moving here and surrounding mm-hmm. myself with the people. And I'm sure you see a different concept of self yeah. from there to here. Like, I really love this conversation about, um, like, you need people. We're not meant to be alone. Is like, we didn't touch on relationship stuff. I found those topics so interesting, especially with um, Jayla. And, yeah. like, you're really into relationship anarchy and all these things. And I just find that so interesting. I, I definitely think I – I'm going to use the word struggle. Like, I struggle a lot with, yeah. like – what maybe I'm actually looking for in romantic uh, relationships. And I just think that you have like an interesting and like informed uh, perspective. And I do wish we got to talk about that, but I don't know. And we can. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, and I, and I love talking about these things. What do you, yeah. What are you seeking? What questions do you have? Where are you at? Yeah. Well, I just, 
I'm inclined to be like, I definitely couldn't do a poly thing because I'm a jealous person. Like, I, I get okay. jealous easily. But I also don't think any of my monogamous relationships have been rather healthy, maybe. Sure, yeah. And I'm also very hesitant around, like, true relationships in general. And I don't even sure. know what that's about. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. I've got a couple of things coming to mind. I feel like I'm like a witch. I'm over here like brewing. I'm like, what do I want to bring up? That's um, awesome. <laughs> first thing, I know nothing. Like, want to be very clear. I have no answers, no nothing. My dissertation is all on these sort of ideas. Relationship anarchy. What can bring the most fulfillment out of relationships within our current context? Like, if we strip away patriarchal thinking, ownership, all that, like what will bring us happiness and what is feasible? That is what my question is. And I will let you know in a couple of years if I've gotten any closer and I might come out still being like, I don't know anything, but I'm certain I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Uh Beyond that, I'm also thinking about the fact, again, with the 70s, like really thinking about the fact that they consider their generation being the generation that grew up with the presence of the bomb, you know, the nuclear warfare, like what that did to their psyche of understanding how they live their life a little bit more freer, knowing that at any second, you could really just blow up and life be gone. And I've been thinking about us, like our generation, right? We have grown up with the internet. And like, what has that done to our concept of self? I think it is that big enough to be one of those like big definers where it's going to shake us up to a degree where we look at relationships and we're like, what do we want knowing that we have access to an abundance of people? Yeah. And how do you choose to settle down on one knowing there's so much out there? Yes. And that has just that alone is going to just like shake our whole concept of self because before, imagine you're in the small town, right? Like you've got your mm-hmm. couple of people to choose from, you know, right. like that's just is what it is. You know, you you settle down with this person cuz that's all you got. Like we are in a whole different world today of yeah. choices and like, yeah, how do you make all of that? And ooh, I know it, it is crazy. And I'm supposed to, most popularly, I'm supposed to assume that my soulmate is also on this app and within like a 10 mile radius of me or yeah. something. Like, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, right. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I think makes know. sense. Yeah, but but you're out here, what, with multiple partners? Where are you finding them, and how's that, how's that <laughs> Here's where I get to be honest about life. Oh, man. So I currently have a partner, and as of maybe, like, last night, would consider them a partner. Like, this is okay. an interesting, most recent development where there's this – this man in my life, like, first off, wasn't even sure I was going to date men ever again. To be yeah. very clear. Thought that wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, and we had started a relationship in early February. And at the time, I had another partner and kind of talked about it. But, like, he was really not open to the non-monogamous lifestyle. And so we kind of went our separate ways. But then saw each other again in the community and kind of, like, longed for each other. And so we reconnected mm. in the last, like, month and a half. And just last night, we had this, like, really powerful conversation where I was just kind of talking about exactly what we're talking about, where it's, like, how do you live a life of authenticity when, like, monogamy, 
or non-monogamy has such rigid, you know, expectations of what you're supposed to do. And I don't like that. And I'm sure you don't like that. It's another thing yeah. like this artist energy where you're like, I don't want to have to conform. Fuck that shit. I don't want to have to do that. I want right. to be free and to create. And that's kind of what we centered on. We're like, he really wants to invest in a relationship that is very meaningful and to have that. And I'm all about that. I would love that too. And I just want to have the ability to create whatever that is. I want mm-hmm. to, if I want to have kids one day, be able to say, I don't want to do any of the child rearing. Maybe I want you to stay at home. There is no expectation because I am a woman that there right. is this level of care that I'm going to want to do. I want to be able to every day, you know, choose and check in with that person and say, this is feeling good or this isn't feeling good. And so if spending, you know, all of my time with this person, quote unquote, kind of monogamously for this time in my life feels good, I'm here for it. If at a point it starts to feel like it's no longer suiting me and I need want to go out and date other people, I want to be able to have that conversation with that person and say, hey, I feel this itch and this is what I want to do and try it on again and I'm going to communicate with you and be present and make sure that I'm conscious of how this is going to affect you as well. And I that's all I want in life. And that is really yeah. what I was trying to say. I just want that space to check in constantly to make sure that we're both achieving all of the dreams that we want in life and being caring of one another. And I was yeah. like crying, having this conversation with, you know, him and feeling like that level of like deeply looking into each other's eyes and being like, yes, I trust you to be soft with and gentle with my heart and to honor everything that I dream of and honor everything that you dream of. And because we get one shot at this. So let's fucking live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know what that means. I do. <laughs> I have no idea if that means yeah. that I will become sexually fidelitous, fidelitous, fidelity, whatever, with I that person. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Or if yeah. that means I, I, I have no idea. I am just Ooh. here right now and it feels good. And I'm going to continue to ask myself and check in with this person that I see valuable qualities in that I want to build a life with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. How do you get, how do you two meet? hinge god damn it <laughs> but but the reason why we got back together was because we're both climbers and so I, I saw him in the community you know like we had two or three meetings up with one another after that point and I was like oh I'm still kind of like feeling an energy here and then just kind of yeah. reached back out but yeah hinge god damn it I know yeah. but you it's the communities. Say, so you want to go rock climbing with me? Let's get you into the rock climbing community. You build your own <laughs> friends there. It's su- it is such a community, you know what I mean? And you yeah. meet new people. You got to I, – I what the fuck? I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know how to find people either. You, you do know a lot of theory, though. <laughs> I, I, I find that interesting. I always come back to my, like, philosopher mind. I minored in yeah. philosophy in college. And, like, mm. the biggest thing I know is that I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Mm. I am trying mm-hmm. on different hats. And this has worked for me. And it feels authentic to me. And I do not know what will feel authentic to you. But I'm here to support you in that journey of finding that <laughs> out. Because it's hard. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think as like an artist I was on this thing for a minute where I was like well I'm not gonna date another artist because that's too (laughs) insane like that is too much ego and like too much just a lot of drama but then I was like going on dates with people who weren't artists and I was like you're so boring I have nothing (laughs) I have nothing to talk about with you like what do you do with your time and they're like I don't know I don't go to the movies which is great but I'm like you ever thought of making one like (laughs) do something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a different headspace. 
Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, maybe I should date an artist. But then I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I, why am I trying to define it? I don't know. I think I, I have like a lot of, yeah, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. Maybe there's not like a rule book. There's probably not. And I'm supposed to just, ugh. Well, the same thing with identity, <laughs> right? Like, now this is a question I've been asking myself. Like, am, am I a lesbian? Am I right. queer? Like, am I that? Now yeah. I'm not. Now I'm building this relationship with a man, which, like, okay, so technically definitely not a lesbian. It's just, like, yeah. same sort of thing where it's, like, why am I trying to force myself into this box and the same sort of thing you do, like, artist or not? It's, like, no, no, no. Let's just, like, take a step back. Let's just breathe. We like people. Mm-hmm. We like mm-hmm. people. And every yeah. single person is going to be different and pull out different things. Disco yeah. ball, right? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, yes. Yep. Yep. And you might definitely. not want an artist. If your whole life was built with artist friends and you feel like you get enough of that community back that, like, yeah, it'd be nice to date someone in accounting who just, like, lives their life, you know what I mean, and comes home with no big questions constantly. <laughs> yes. you know I mean? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, I should just date, like, a business person. Um, yeah, I mean, like- it sounds simple, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, right, just, like, nobody's simple, and then that's where it comes exactly. down to yeah. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. I similarly, um, like I've always identified as queer and, and yeah. I haven't dated a cis man in years, 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 yes. years. Yes. But when I came back from trail, interestingly enough, I had a huge crush on a cis guy. Tell me like, about this. <laughs> this is yeah. huge, right? Like to, to be yeah. like, I'm queer. I don't know. No, no cis het men or I don't know yeah. if he was het, but like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Yes, exactly. He's like a cis het man. Um, I know, I know. And I had like a huge crush, like couldn't stop thinking about him. And I knew he was like dating other people. Um, and, but he was like dating a few people. And then, so I like approached him and he was like, oh, I like just agreed to be serious with this one girl. I was like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just like a very strange, like, and now I'm very much like, oh shit, okay, I guess I will date anyone. <laughs> because, exactly. Because I was like very like lusting after this man. So, what, and what what do you think that was? Have you had time to reflect on like what that was that pulled you to him? Um, I mean, I was I was a- attracted to him because he's also a musician and he's like very mm-hmm. serious about his craft, and I think he's really smart. And I'm just describing a man I really like. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Let's 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 talk about it. But yeah, like he's so I really am attracted to people who are like passionate about their craft. Yep. And like who take their work seriously. Mm-hmm. Like he's very serious about his work and he's like really hot. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes. And like I don't know, just something about like someone really committed to their work. I think mm. I really like. I don't know if that's yeah. even healthy or a good thing to like in somebody, but okay language point let's just slow it down a little bit like it yeah. sounds like the passion you yeah. really like passionate people yeah yes yeah and that's why when I was going on dates with these like finance people I'm like okay but like what what are exactly. you passionate about exactly what makes you wake up and want to live this life because every day we got to decide what we're living for you know what I mean yeah oh my god I can't believe I just described my crush to you <laughs> Just to feel vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess I know what I'm looking for. Like passionate people who are like really care about what they do. Exactly. Yeah. 
and in probably in so many ways because that's how you see and live the life that you want to live is investing seeing that I, I really just love the poetical nature of artists and so yeah. yeah that that passion that you know he has for his music and it's like you ask like oh is that wrong or whatever whatnot it's like no there's nothing wrong with that if it's done in balance right like if this yeah. person only lives for that and that one thing alone like I'm gonna say that might be hard to have a relationship with those sorts of people yeah. right but like <laughs> as long as they understand the balance of this wholeness of life and are continually asking these questions and being introspective about it great awesome yeah awesome. yeah I think I'm really attracted to people who are yeah passionate and you know like committed to like an artistic goal yeah and introspection yeah. and to look out and to craft the life that w they want to live like yeah yeah, like, unfortunately, I think I do want to be with someone who comes home with, like, big questions. Like, how messy is that going to be? Maybe, like, really messy, but I think that is, like, what would feel good. Yeah. and While and, I'm having a moment. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And if it doesn't feel good, then you figure that out as you go, right? Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm in that same boat, too. I don't know if I could... And I think it comes back to values. Like, I don't know if I could be with someone who is a business bro who mm -hmm. is living for the mass amalgamation of money and that being yeah. their primary goal is money and hedonistic pleasure of, you know, ex material goods. That yeah. lifestyle does not resonate with me and it resonates with other people. Great. And so, like, yeah. for us, we want people who are a little bit on a different path yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah and who can like see through the bullshit exactly yeah. wow. exactly and be vulnerable and for me a lot of this like because what I question about like queer identity and stuff I'm like I love people and I love people mm -hmm. who are embodied you know what I mean yeah. like because it's like I'm attracted to women but certainly not all women you know what I mean and yeah, I'm attracted no. to non-binary people but not all of them and it's like I'm attracted to people that embody and have these different value systems that mirror me, whether that be of any gender, of any whatever, you know what I mean? And instead of yeah. trying to, like, force ourselves into these labels, how can we allow for a little bit more fluidity of our sexual desires, interest in partners, how those dynamics work? Like, I really, like, yeah. I, let's just have fluidity and create and continually check in. Yeah, I think, I, I think overall my identity is and I want it to be very fluid like in all aspects like yes. gender sexuality art like I think all of it's very fluid mm -hmm. and perhaps perhaps that's the way to be at least for yes. me yes yes yeah yeah but, and because when you think about your life and I always come back to this like who I am now in this conversation with you is different than who I was an hour ago yeah. I have connected with someone else who has similar ideas, similar, similar thoughts and questions. Now going into the space, I've connected with another human and I know I'm not alone in this world and that will shape yeah. me into something in a different way when continuing on. And so it's like, yeah, who am I is constantly going to be changing. And so we need to have yeah. this fluidity because every single moment is going to change us literally down to the second, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. And the disco ball thing, thinking about how your relationships are going to change that. And it's like, ooh, yeah, who we are is just very complicated, very changing. So let's go with the flow of water and just be. Yeah. It's a little bit. But it's significantly easier said than done. Yeah. Because when you ask yourself then, like, who am I? It's like. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a box to force myself in. I am just me. 
Okay, the the last thing I will say <laughs> is um so on trail, um maybe your partner has told you about you get a trail name. Yes, he yes he did tell me this. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what what was his trail name? His was Billy the Kid, because he was young compared to a lot of the people out there. Oh yeah. cute. I love that. Yeah. Um yeah, so everyone everyone gets a name and like usually it's based off yeah, either something like that, like your age, your appearance, or like something you did. Um, and I got my name after the first week because I was talking about identity to every single person I met. Every single person Hell I was yes. like, I was like, I don't want, like, because the first week everyone's like, why are you out here? What are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't know who I am. I'm trying to figure this out. And I would constantly be like, talking about all these different things I like to do, but what does that make me? Like, am I yes. an artist? Am I a yes. hiker? Am I a yes. queer person? Am I like, who am I? And one of my closest friends I made out there named me Paradox. Ooh. I can be like a paradox of things. And she was yeah. saying that like, Fuck yeah. um, your identities can be hypocritical to each other. Yep. Like they, they can be all these things and you can be a paradox. And so it was amazing for three months, people called me Paradox. Like it's my name. Like, People don't know my real name. They just call wow. you by your trail name. So I like always carry that with me, like paradox. Yeah. Like, you know, paradox of things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. I feel that energy frequently. Like <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I go rock climbing and I'm outdoorsy, but then show up in a 1950s dress with gloves, like I feel like the biggest paradox. Like I can be as gritty, yeah. like put me out in the dirt and then be like, Oh, I'm polished and refined like you know and like yes. having that duality of like even just yeah. my appearance yeah it's like what a paradox yeah and I think like that is like my favorite part of being alive is yes. that like you really can choose like I really yes. believe that you can yes. wake up and like be who you want to be that day or moment to moment like you were saying second to second and like it's fluid and like I might not have one single encompassing identity but like the ability to be a paradox and be ever-changing is like such a magical part of life and I also want to yes. end by saying that like I think walking through life like believing in magic has always been like very special to me and like I just think we should all like believe in magic more and use it <laughs> the poetical sentimentalism I am resonating with you yeah. and that is a powerful lesson and I hope you and everybody holds on to that the ability to choose every moment who you want to be yeah yeah so who do you think you're gonna be when you leave this what do you what I are you can't tell you. yeah I can't tell you because I yeah. don't know you know what I mean I have value yeah. systems of love and compassion yeah. and exploration and like how that's gonna show up I don't know, and I'll probably mess up. That's human experience. I'll probably fail at meeting yeah. those goals constantly, right? But, oh like, God, allowing ourselves it. that ability to do that, that is what it means yeah. to be living authentically, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, I feel very, I feel very, like, full of inspiration yes. and, um, like, excitement. Yeah. Good. I'm glad <laughs> that I could hold this space for both of us to do this. This has been just, like, yeah, this is yummy to me. I could eat these conversations yeah. up yeah. all day long. Me too. Is I there... feel very excited. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ask, is there any place you want to plug for people who want to find you and your music? Yeah. I think um, just the easiest place to find me is Instagram, where we all live. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so it's at Jordana Chicago, um, and all my music is available just under Jordana, like on every streaming platform. Um, 
yeah so if people want to connect hit me up that's where yeah. they can do it awesome cool i always feel weird ending these conversations I know. like this has been great <laughs> thank you uh, yeah, no, it was great though thank you so much for having me like of course wow, so fun yeah yeah it's great i love meeting other if you enjoyed today's episode, then leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're a part of the anarchist community, then follow us on Instagram or nominate a guest for the show by sending in a letter to modernanarchypodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.